Hey, y'all, and welcome to the Keeping It Center podcast. I'm your host, Jaquetta Gilbert. This is a space for women who want help keeping God at the center of their marriage, their role as a mom, and while using their gifts to make a difference in the lives of others. This is for real women with real issues serving a real God who holds us in the palm of his hand. So if you're ready to take off the facade, woman up to your imperfections, and invite our Father in every part of your beautiful mess, girlfriend, you're in the right place. Hey, y'all. I am so excited to be back with y'all another week here on the Keeping It Center podcast. And I just wanted to start out asking a question. When's the last time you were afraid? What did that fear cause you to do? You see, for the longest time, my youngest would ask me to accompany her to the restroom, even when we were here at home. Out in public is one thing, you know, but even here at home, she would ask if I would accompany her. And, you know, at first it was understandable, you know, even cute sometimes because she was small. (laughs) Um, But after a time, it got less cute. (laughs) So I I decided to ask her, you know, why did she still want me to come with her to the restroom while we were at home? I mean, because let's face it, you know, you never know how long little people are going to (laughs) take. You never know. Do you need to bring a book? Is it going to be quick? Um, and so she told me she was just too scared to go alone and I get it, you know, at night things do seem a bit different, but during the daytime it was like, okay, we've got to find a way to get her, um, to be comfortable and confident to go on her own because she can, you know? Um, so I asked her, why are you so afraid? What do you think's going to happen? And she said, well, I think something scary might happen, like a bug could show up or, you know, maybe her sisters would purposefully be hiding around the corner waiting to scare her or even worse, like there'd be some ghost or something that would come, right? I mean, you know, we we told her there's no ghost coming, nobody but the Holy Ghost is welcome up in this house. Um, But I mean, you can understand, you know, a small kid having those kind of fears. You can understand it, you can get it. But here's the thing, when you really get down to it, what she was afraid of was the unknown. You know, she has this need for protection. She wasn't sure would it be met? Um, You know, would something bad happen directly to her? And right now, I imagine that a lot of us feel just like my youngest did, you know, whether it's because of the coronavirus or something else, we all can relate to her. You know, we've all been afraid of something at one time or another. And at the time of this recording, COVID-19 is still a major, major talk of the world right now. You know, it's uncharted territory and the outcome is just simply unknown to all of us except God, you know, and I know we've got a lot of models out there predicting what could happen, but at the end of the day, God's the only one who knows exactly what's going to happen. Um, And that can be a comforting thing, right? Knowing that, hey, the answers are there and, you know, the creator of the universe has it. (laughs) Um, You know, right now, 
some of us may be worried because there's some items that we usually get um, on a regular basis. The production levels are just not uh, there anymore. Um, you know, whether we can't find it or they're just being really, really delayed in terms of being delivered to our house or to the store. Uh, you know, you've got people hoarding toilet paper, hoarding cleaning supplies, even formula, you know, um, there's the fear of, uh, being directly impacted by the virus. Um, whether, you know, someone thinks that they may get it themselves or that someone they love may contract it. There's just a lot of worrying going on. And even if you're not worried about the coronavirus, you know, say, you know, you're listening to some much later into the future, maybe you're, you're worried, you know, is your kid going to learn everything they need to learn by the next school year? Or, you know, maybe you're worried about your own marriage and, you know, will you be like your parents and, you know, have issues like they did or whatever the case is, we all have worry. There's a lot of that going around. And the Bible tells us that the Israelites we're not strangers to worry either. You know, this is nothing new under the sun. Worry has been around for a long time. And so today I'd kind of like to focus on Exodus chapters 14 through 17. And in Exodus 14, we find that the Israelites, they're on the move. They're a newly liberated people group. Um, yay, Moses and God, you know. Um, but just as God told Moses, he said that Pharaoh was going to renege on his promise to free the Israelites and he was going to come after them and God was going to allow that to happen, but they didn't need to be afraid. And sure as day, the Israelites saw the Egyptians pursuing them and they began to panic, to worry. And I mean, let's be real. I know I would have to, I I cannot even lie. You know, if I saw the ruler of this country that had me in bondage for my whole life, chasing me along with 600 chariots, you know, it's, Hey, I'm pretty sure all of us would have been scared, you know, but instead of giving into that fear, Moses tells the people in verses 13 and 14, fear not stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today for the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall never see again. The Lord will fight for you and you only have to be silent. And if you know the story, God came through just like he said he would. He wiped out their adversaries in the Red Sea. Everything was cool, right? And so as a result, the people are praising God. They're singing, they're dancing, got the tambourines going. You know, they're just giving all praises to God. And all of this is happening in chapter 15, right? But at the end of that chapter, they start worrying again right after they've been praising God, (laughs) you know, so they're moving from this worry uh, or rather from this, this praising to worry. And what were they worried about? They were worried because they couldn't find water to drink. And again, we understand you might get a little cranky when you're thirsty, you want something to drink, but their, their decision um, on how to respond to it was certainly not uh, the response that God wanted them to have, you know, um, because not only did they worry about it, uh, not finding water to drink, they started complaining about it. You know, it's one thing to worry, but it's another thing to complain about it. And in their complaints, they're like, man, you know, we should have never trusted Moses. We should have stayed in Egypt. Everything was cool there. Why we have to listen to you? 
And even though they're complaining, God answers them and he meets their needs. And then in Exodus 16, we see that the Israelites continue in their complaints. You know, they have been asking how in the world are we going to have food and such? And God provided manna and, you know, they're tired of eating what God's given them. And so they want some meat, you know, and I mean, all you carnivores out there probably feel, you know, like, hey, this is justified. (laughs) I like a good piece of bacon too. But again, going from worry to complaining is definitely dangerous ground. And so God, again, the just God that he is, the awesome God that he is, he decides, okay, I'm going to meet this request, no pun intended. And he gives them meat, you know? Um, and then again, at the beginning of Exodus 17, we said the Israelites are worrying. They're being fearful again, like, oh my gosh, you know, cause they had already moved from one part of the wilderness to another and, um, they couldn't find any water again. And so they start complaining all over again, as if God had not already met this same need before, you know, a few chapters earlier. Um, and as if God hadn't even done more for them in that time since. And so, you know, God definitely has a lot of patience. He really does because he supplied their need. He, he really did. And I cannot say I would have done the same thing if I were in his position, which is probably why I'm not God, you know, it's a great thing. Um, but God had compassion. He had mercy. And so as I was studying these chapters, you know, I, I thought, what? can you and I take from Exodus chapters 14 through 17? How can we apply this in our current situation? And for me, I see God's unchanging character. You know, there was this roller coaster of emotions where the Israelites went from like, okay, cool. Moses did the thing. We were able to, you know, get out of Egypt. Yay. Yes. And then as soon as they saw the the Egyptians coming, they start panicking. They start fearing. God meets their need. They praise. Then they go into worrying again. God meets their need. They go into worrying again. God meets their need. Like there's just this roller coaster of emotions. But in the midst of all of that, God never changed his character. He was still the awesome, amazing guy that he still is today. And he still met their needs. He did so with compassion. He was understanding because he knew where they came from. They came from 400 years of bondage, you know, and um, they had endured some things and it was going to take a little bit for them to really undo some of that limited thinking that they might have adopted throughout the years. But God was so compassionate and faithful throughout all of those roller coaster of emotions. Um, So if you're feeling, you know, the same way, like, man, you know, does God ever get tired of me? All this complaining and fear that I've got going on, you know, he's understanding he is compassionate. Now that's not saying that we need to continue down that road because we're always striving for growth, but it is wonderful to know that we have a compassionate father um, with our best interests at heart looking out for us. Something else that stood out to me in Exodus 14 through 17 is that I can see what could happen when we are overly afraid and and, you know don't get me wrong being afraid isn't always a bad thing sometimes it can be one of those things that kind of 
kicks us into gear, helps us to make those plans we need to make at a certain time or whatever, you know. Um, but fear can definitely turn into an unhealthy level of worry, unhealthy. And that's what we want to avoid. You know, when we can't see a solution with our natural eyes, it can be really scary. That's, that's the honest truth. You know, a lot of us like to be in control. We like to know what's going to happen next. You know, we got to be prepared, have our ducks in a row. All of us planners out there, I get you, I see you, I hear you. Um, you know, but the Israelites show this in these three chapters that, there's a danger in being overly afraid. There's a danger in overly worrying about something. And that danger is that it can start to turn into complaining. You know, we can start thinking about the good old days, right? Quote unquote, good old days and how much we'd rather be there than where we're currently at today. Um, and, you know, we all get it because change is hard. It's hard for our kids. It's hard for us. I mean, I didn't realize how much I can struggle with change until I became a mom. That's the real truth, you know, Um, because there's just so many unknowns and living in the unknown can be really, really hard if we're focusing on ourselves, if we're focusing on what we can and cannot see. But we have to ask ourselves, what was the lesson God was trying to teach the Israelites in Exodus 14 through 17? And the answer is trust. He wanted them to trust him and not that he would meet their expectations, but that he would surpass them. And he'd accomplish that by doing things his way, because his way is always better. Always. And that's the beauty of having a personal relationship with our father, because we know without a shadow of a doubt that we can trust him to take care of us. We can trust him to meet our needs. You know, we can trust him with everything. Why? Because he's done so. He's done so every day of our lives. He's done so in the lives of countless people we see in the Bible, in the lives of countless people we see around the world, despite our roller coaster of emotions, despite our fears, despite our worries and complaints. He is capable of doing the unbelievable, (laughs) you know? So I encourage you today, take your cares to God because he truly cares for you. There's no shame in being afraid. There's no shame in being worried. You know, it's an emotion. We all have emotions. God created us with emotions, but we're not supposed to hang on to those things and to allow them to rule our lives We have to allow God to rule us. So I'm asking and encouraging you to take those cares to him. He truly wants to hear about it. Tell him all about it. And once you do, open yourself to receive his love, to receive his understanding, his compassion, and his comfort. Open yourself to receive whatever his answer is for your situation, knowing that he's going to exceed those expectations He's going to work everything out for your good, for all of the, all of us that love him. He's going to work everything out for our good. The coronavirus, whatever situation you've personally got going on with your family, with your job, whatever it is, he's going to work it out. Even in those times when we don't understand why he allows those things to happen, know that there's a purpose for it. And we may not understand that purpose right then in the moment, But there is a purpose. And in due season, if it's his will, we'll understand it. But we've got to trust him.
Let's close out in prayer. God, we come to you with the heart of thanksgiving. You are so compassionate, even when we don't deserve it. And right now we're struggling, God, with some fears. And we know that your word says you haven't given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and a sound mind. So we're asking, God, that you would give us your peace, that peace that surpasses all understanding. Help us to choose you over our feelings every single time. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've been driving along, you can find today's show notes over at www.keepingitcentered.com. While you're there, don't forget to sign up for The Centered Notes, our bi-weekly devotional newsletter. And follow us over at Instagram at Keeping It Centered.